minutes, we're going to play a little Malcolm Gladwell. Interesting guy, if you don't know Gladwell's work, his books. Uh, uh, well, he's a thinker. Um, uh, but his his view on these uh, the school shootings and, uh, and the way it's an idea and contagion, and the threshold for it and everything like that, really interesting. And we found him talking about it in his own words, and we'll play a little of that for you coming up a little later this hour. Oh, good. Pretty okay. good stuff. Did you have any comments on the president's speech? I mean, I didn't want to talk more about that here. Really, um, but. Yeah, well, the first part was the obligatory uh, pulling me to the warm bosom of the federal government to hug me and tell me it's going to yeah. be okay. Uh, evidently, a lot of people want that. Do I, I don't. I'm an outlier. Um, We're in media, so we run that stuff. Do you know anybody who seeks that out? I don't know. I don't know anybody. I don't know. I mean, his whole, this is for the children. Who's letting their, who's having their kids watch the president speak on this um, school shooting thing? You know, maybe the first one of them I might have, but at this point, I don't want my kid to dwell on it. Depends I want my the, kid to do their depends, homework and, and have fun. Depends on the age, I suppose. But just the, just the notion that the president's job is to speak to our children about how to handle these things. I find that weird all the way around. Yeah, and, and somewhat off-putting. But uh, on the other hand, you will get lambasted by the media if you don't do that. Yep, you will. There's you an will. expectation. And then he moved on to a quote that was really good that we'll play for you in a couple of minutes about, all right, it's, we don't just need to feel good. We need to do something. So we'll see if maybe something will be done. We shall see. I know what I would like to see done, but we've made that clear. A little bonus mailbag I think worth discussing. A bunch of different topics of lighter, uh, you know, feel than mass murder. <clears throat> Jack said the couples taking Valentine's Day the most seriously have the worst relationships. That goes for weddings, too. How many times have I witnessed a bride sobbing right before the ceremony because the music or flowers weren't just right, and they were divorced within a couple of years? Yeah, this is all anecdotal evidence, right? And not 100% true. Make that clear. But uh, There are exceptions, of course. But that does seem to happen <clears throat> a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a certain amount of experience, and again, not universal at all. If this is not true for you, this is not true for you. No, 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 no. Write us an angry, angry email. But the really elaborate, really well done, expensive photographer Christmas cards of the whole family together. Well, I've known a lot of couples that got divorced that did those regularly. You think they're compensating? No, I don't know. I don't know. Trying to give the... the, the appearance of togetherness. I don't know because every time we get one, we we always think, God, why are we? Why do we don't get our act together where we hire a photographer and mm-hmm. get matching outfits and go stand on the ocean barefoot and stuff like that? Not always. I know plenty of people that aren't. You know, they're still mm-hmm. together and they're perfectly yeah. happy. But yeah. maybe they live like on the beach and their cousin's a photographer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, back to death. Jack Joe like to be anonymous. Or writes uh, Officer Al or Aileen anonymous. Long time faggoty now. Congratulations. Your oven mitts are on the way. Police officer for over 16 years. <laughs> your oven mitts are on the way. Also a military vet. Want to thank you guys for always being supportive to our military and injured vets. You got it, my brother. Anyway, or sister. Listen to your show this morning uh, about the person who took floral arrangements from grave sites to give to his girlfriend. Wow, that's rough. It rem- to, it's recycling, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it reminded me of a criminal case I handled when I was a detective. I arrested a florist who worked for a hospital gift shop who was stealing the flowers from grave sites, then reselling them at the hospital. Believe it or not, it's a felony. Penal Code 594.35 to maliciously remove flowers and markers from grave site. 
And due to the macabre nature and how many different times we had witnesses who reported seeing or stealing flowers, the district attorney filed felony charges. Please do not steal flowers from grave sites. <laughs> so on the way home, this KFTC, happened. you too, officer. It happened. Yes. This happens for any of these flower-related holidays. Um, out in the country where I live, on one corner, there's always uh, somebody there with like uh, their their beater car. With the trunk open and a folding chair selling roses, yeah. And I always wonder where did where did the roses come from? Are they mm. grabbing them from the <laughs> the graveyard or wherever? I mean, because where are they getting these roses and then, you know, turning a profit? I've never stopped to buy them for the people who really waited to the last minute. I mean, you didn't know you didn't just do what I did and go to the mall on the fourteenth. You didn't even go to the mall. You're almost home, right? Out go! in the middle of the country and decide, right, go! Yeah. I need to get roses. <laughs> And paying whatever they're gouging you for there on the side of the road. Man, I just had a great idea. It's like the person selling beers outside the football game. I only need two or three employees to make this idea work. Well, I don't know. I could grow it. It's scalable. So we keep an eye in the uh, in the, the papers and the websites and the social media and all and figure out where there are going to be weddings. And right after the wedding, when everybody's outside throwing a bird seed or rice or whatever the heck, we swoop in, say we're here to store the flowers for you to keep them fresh, and 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 somebody, you know, the mother or bride thinks, oh, okay, yeah. great, yeah. and then you you swoop in, you grab the hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of flowers, you load Thousands. them in the back Are of you our kidding? exactly, you load them in the back of my windowless refrigerated van, <laughs> and we whisk them off to Joe's house at discount flowers. <laughs> no. Great. Please, nobody catch on. Why don't you and Newman load up a truck with recyclable <laughs> bottles and drive them to Michigan? <laughs> Seems like a good plan. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. Measuring love. Frequent, wise, insightful correspondent Andy writes, Hey, conscience of the nation. The nation. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of a nation. The nation. Regarding a brain scan to tell if someone's actually in love, that's idiocy. If you're in a relationship long enough, you know that friendship matters most. Love waxes and wanes depending on the time and attention we give it. When you find yourself shocked to realize you've fallen out of love, the friendship is what drives the effort to bring it back. Where's the brain scan for friendship and commitment? Well, this this is known by uh, scientists, people who have studied this sort of thing. That whole flow of chemicals makes you crazy in love thing is about mm-hmm. 90 days long. Yeah. And it's just, it's known. And, um, On average. Yeah. So it's a different thing. Then, you, ladies, if you were with me, it'd be longer. So that that's why the whole in love or, you know, are you referring to that or to the long-term commitment of respecting and you're going to be there for them, love? Because they're right. different things. Sure, yeah, there are many definitions of uh, the word love. Have you ever read Love in the Time of Cholera by Gabriel Garcia Marquez? That's an example. He, he goes through all the different kinds of love. It's really interesting. I have, but I have the retention of a crackhead. Mm. So I couldn't tell you anything about the book. Romantic love, love in old age, just all different kinds of love. It's very, very love of a child. Right, right. Fantastic. Right. If you're into love, that's the book. I love hamburgers. <laughs> exactly. There's that. That kind of love. Oh, I love those shoes. There's that kind of love. So on the topic of uh, Sean White, the uh, the snow skateboarder, um, allegedly engaging in uh, boys will be boys uh, untoward behavior with his bandmates, which describes every single band in the world. Well, for instance, got this note, which I appreciated from, uh, I'm going to leave it anonymous, but uh, we'll say it's Chris. 
You should see the text thread history of my band. There may be one legit piece of band info for every 20 animal sex memes. That's kind of what bands are like, particularly among the young. It's dirty jokes and laughing and enjoying the, the, the interaction. And then you also make music, which is wonderful. But the idea that it should be some sort of sober, and I don't mean literally, but a careful, uh, diplomatic, uh, corporate interchange of ideas, well, that would stamp all the damn fun out of it. Hey, we got this text from somebody who claims to know the immigrant guys, and this did appear to be somebody from our immigrant community that was selling roses alongside the road. Ah, I see. Uh, the immigrant guys that sell uh, f- fruit or flowers on the corner, get them from their buddies that own load trucks. I have no idea if that's true or oh, not. Oh, so they grab a case here, a case there, and then they go I, sell I them don't have any them. idea if that's, idea, that's true or not. Hmm. It could be perfectly on the up and up. I'm going to approach this in the diplomatic way that I am, for which I am known. Joe Getty, diplomat. First, I'm going to read it the way I think it was meant. This is from First Initial J, who I think is a woman. Back to Sean White. Hey, if suing men for bad behavior is the only way women can get the money we've been denied through the good old boy code, more power to it. Payback sucks. Well, there are plenty of people that believe that, that it's been unfair one direction for a long time, so who cares if it's unfair the other direction for a while? Yeah, I would suggest to you that human history uh, will give you, I don't know, 50,000 examples of that's a really bad way to go about seeking justice, because nobody gets justice, it's just vengeance, and the quest for power, and the ugly grows. That's what the Sunni and Shias are doing. You treated us this way for decades or centuries, right? and now we're going to do this to you. Then you've got an example like, you know, God help them, but Rwanda, after the slaughter between the Hutus and the Tutsis, um, they had a, a national coming together and said, there can be no vengeance seeking. Everybody has to forgive and forget, or else this will this will never end. Yeah, it just, and it was an amazing, uh, difficult to comprehend uh, uh, effort toward healing as opposed to score settling. Yeah, it seems like it simply just sets up a scenario where it just propels it to whipsaw yeah. back the other direction sure, and you're just course. perpetually zigzagging from each extreme. What is your justification for not letting the other side get the upper hand the moment they can? As Dr. King would remind us, it's not about score settling, it's about justice. The moment it's not about justice, there will never be justice. On the other hand, and I believe this is the fourth or fifth hand to this beast. Um, it's a freakish beast. On the other hand... It's more octopus than man. Feet. If I'm a woman who's been in the workplace and been getting, you know, either uh, oogled or comments or pinched or whatever my whole career, and now a couple of people in the workplace, a couple of dudes get caught up and maybe they did or maybe they didn't, I'll be okay. Right. Sorry that happened to you. I've been putting up with this crap my whole life. Right, right. On the other hand, you don't let the NFL receiver who was just bobbled make the call or was just bumped. You have to have neutral people saying that's justice, that's vengeance. Mm. So if you're a little pissed, I totally sympathize with it. Uh, and, And I get it. I get that sentiment, and I don't blame you for feeling it. Now I will read what the email actually says. Hey, if suing men for bad behavior is the only way women can get the money we've been denied, Theru, Goid, okay boy, code. More power to it. Payback sucks. You know what I suggest for you, darling, is a typing class. <laughs> is that in... Because that was, that was really sloppy. Big pay at and lay? What? <laughs> Here's somebody who says, uh, I told my boyfriend, forget the flowers, and he gave me $100 folding money. 
instead. And I'd wow. rather have that than the flowers. Hell yeah. That's a, you know. Money that you pay your significant other for folding your laundry? I don't know how relationships work. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's a hipster term for paper money. Of course, if you, if you, if you get your girlfriend flowers and then have sex, it's just a romantic evening. If you give her cash and then have sex. Well, she's a prostitute. <laughs> You're dating a prostitute now. <laughs> it makes her a slut. That's right, Ron. That's right. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're about to do some smart stuff. We're actually just having a conversation during the commercials about, is there an audience out there for smart stuff? I mean, you, you, you look at the... And this is about the horrifying school shooting. You look at the coverage of this, and you, you'd get the sense that there really aren't that many people looking for smart conversation on this. Right. Um, but I've become aware fairly recently of the popularity of, of, of a number of podcasts that exist that get... Shh, no, they don't. <laughs> that a lot of people listen to. and God, they're, No, they don't. They're hour, hour and a half long conversations about really high-level intellectual stuff. That there are millions of people that want to hear that. And my, my sense would be that there's a Venn diagram overlap between this show and a lot of those people. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but So this is Malcolm Gladwell talking, and we discussed some of these issues earlier and thought, you know, him explaining him might be a better idea than me, for instance, explaining Bitcoin, uh, which didn't go well. Hmm. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, if you don't know who he is, he's written a couple of books that became real big sellers. Uh, Blink. The Tipping Point. Two of the most impactful books that I've read in my life. Yeah, I just, love I mean, those books. I've read multiple times. Seriously great books. And he's talking about, in this specific instance, he's relating to the school shooter thing uh, to the way riots occur and uh, and how ideas like this catch on. And he's going to mention a couple of things that don't get hung up on it. Uh, interesting conversation. The problem with them is they're all trying to explain the riot by looking at each individual participant in the riot in isolation. And he says you can't do that. That a riot is a social phenomenon. It's a group phenomenon in which people join the, and people join the riot by, uh, by looking at and evaluating their behavior in response to the people who are already rioting. Right? So for him, for Granovetter, the key thing about a riot is not people's beliefs, but rather what he calls their thresholds. And his definition of a threshold is simply uh, the number of people who need to be doing something before you're willing to join in. And he comes up with this incredibly elegant hypothetical model of how a riot works using thresholds. So he says, look, the first person, the person who throws the rock through a window has a threshold of zero. They don't need anyone else to be rioting to start a riot under certain conditions of provocation. They're a radical, right? Then the next person is, is someone who would never be the first to throw a rock. They don't believe in throwing rocks. But if somebody else is going to do it, they're like, okay, I'm willing to join in as long as someone else goes first. They have a threshold of one. Then comes the person with a threshold of two. They'd never do it if they were the first. They wouldn't even do it if there was one person there. But if there's two, then they'll feel comfortable joining in. And then comes the person who has a threshold of three who will join in if there's three people already doing it. And you go all the way up, if you've got 100 people, Granovetter says the last person in is the person with a threshold of 99. And the person with a threshold of 99 is a 
righteous, upstanding citizen who would never, ever dream of ever rioting, except if absolutely everyone else is rioting, right? Uh, relating to where this school shooter, shooter thing is going, with what uh, what threshold is there for how many people need to be doing it before, you know what, I think I would do that. I'm willing to do that. Which is disturbing because that makes the spread of the phenomenon more a pyramid yeah, than a line. Absolutely, <clears throat> and the first thing he said is important, and it's that is definitely not being discussed um, in the in the hour since this latest shooting. It's a social phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's not an individual. What happened to this person? Or, uh, or 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 talking about the specific gun or or medication or even anything like that. It's a social phenomenon. It's something that's going on in society. Well, it's, it can be both or all because there's something that makes that first person to chuck a rock the sort of person who would chuck a rock. Mm-hmm. But it, it, in the absence of the other people chucking rocks, they're not going to chuck rocks. So it's it's both. You have to attack it from both sides. But it's absolutely true. And uh, there's more on this. And I think this lesson goes to the question of blame. Um, Eric Harris, way back when, was not our fault. Eric Harris is a psychopath, right? He did all that himself. But John Ledoux is a very different story. He's not a psychopath. Uh, He's a nerd. And 40 years ago, he would be playing with his chemistry set in the basement and dreaming of being an astronaut because that was the available cultural narrative of that moment. Right? That, was, that would be the cultural narrative that was appropriate for someone with his interests. Now he's dreaming of blowing up schools. Right? He did not come up with that himself. He got it from the society of which he's a part, and we're responsible for that. And I think the second point follows from the first. Um, and that is, you know, you look at the news every time one of these things happens, like with the Oregon shooting this week. and. The temptation is to say, wow, you know, what a, what a society full of sick people we have. You know, what did Mike Huckabee say yesterday? We've got a problem with uncivilized savages. You know, you, you, the conclusion we draw is that there seem to be an endless number of deeply disturbed young men capable of horrific acts. And that is 100% wrong, right? Because it misses the point of the Granovetarian progression. It's much worse than that. We are now at the point where young men no longer need to be deeply desert, disturbed in order to contemplate horrific acts. Right. And we're, we're into the zone now where people who need 50 people to do it before they think it's okay are seeing that 50th person do it. And Malcolm Gladwell is the one that's talked before about, the, about the, the, the media spreading the contagion around so you become more aware of how many people are doing it to, to lower the threshold for everybody else. And to make sure your exposure to that murderer makes them glamorous and scary and exciting. It's not merely an exposure, it's an advertising campaign. And I wish we'd have more conversations on that level about all this. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? President Trump's vow to actually make America's schools safer. The one thing happy couples do every day to keep their relationship strong. And Positive Sean's Olympic medal meltdown. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. (laughs) All on the way, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) 
played a couple of clips for you from Malcolm Gladwell and his theories on uh, society's role in these school shootings. He's smart, but he has the devil's curly hair. We got these texts. Loved the intellectual piece. Loved it. Now, if that was the only thing you guys did, I'd tune out. But you occasionally air that sort of thing. It elevates your show, etc., etc. Also got this text. You guys are right on about this school shooting stuff, but I don't think there will ever be a national conversation. You two are the only show hosts that have any sort of intellectual discussion about this with nuances. The other shows just whip up their bases for ratings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're probably right in terms of commerce, but F it. We're too stubborn to do it the other way. (laughs) And we are also, of course, the C of the N. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, the C of the N. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. It's a bit of a heavy mantle to carry, but we're happy to do it. Actually, it's the C of an N. No, uh, it's the... the, uh, um, By the way, that video with Malcolm Gladwell is posted at our website, armstrongandgettyradio.com, if you want to check it out in long form and sound smart when people bring this subject up and not just talk about the same old crap. Uh, The the only reason I'm really pushing this is I think it could actually make a difference or actually have an effect. Well, yeah. Yeah, which, well, all right, never mind. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says the nation is in a state of grief after yesterday's deadly shooting what spree. What I was starting to say is I don't know if people don't have the, the intelligence or the wisdom or the patience or the inclination to have a serious discussion. I think it's probably a little of all of the above. Shouting at each other about guns. How's that worked so far, for instance? And your effing news broad, your cable news. God, I hate the media. Don't look to them. Don't stop. Stop watching. Trump speaking from the White House this morning, calling what happened in South Florida an act of terrible violence, hatred, and evil. And later this month, I will be meeting with the nation's governors and attorney generals. We're making our schools and our children safer will be our top priority. It is not enough to simply take actions that make us feel like we are making a difference. We must actually make that difference. How about if the president got into a room, the new person that runs the New York Times, you know, people from CNN and Fox, all that, and some health professionals and had this discussion about not promoting these people. Did you see this picture from the New York Times last night, Marshall? Oh, that's the no. picture they ran with the Whoa. initial story that's of how many That's the Jason dead. Statham movie, isn't it? That is designed to make that guy look cool. Like I, like I've been saying all morning long, it's like he hired a publicist yeah. to help him get laid yeah. to make him look as cool as possible. That's mm-hmm. the one they ran. They ran that last night. Yeah, oh. for the initial story. Oh. So. Who would do that? Why would you go out of your way to get a picture that makes the person look admirable? That's so crazy. Meanwhile, the Broward County, Florida Sheriff is pleading for elected officials to provide uh, resources so they can beef up law enforcement after that fatal shooting. The Sheriff, Scott Israel, pleading for elected officials across the country to not worry about saving money and provide more resources for law enforcement. He said the country needs more not fewer heroes. Now, speaking of heroes, a football coach who also worked as a security guard among is among the dead in that school shooting. The football program at the high school tweets that assistant coach Aaron Fies died while he was selflessly shielding students. The team website says he was married as a daughter. 
You know, he's a hero, and his face ought to be on the TV all day long. His face, not that of the stupid, angry coward. Uh, the next uh, moment is brought to you by me, because I can't resist. If you believe what that sheriff believes about law enforcement and funding, you should be a fiscal conservative. If you think there should be more money for mental health care, you should be a fiscal conservative. If you think illegal immigrants should be given an education, health care, and a mansion in the Bay Area, you should be a fiscal conservative, and you should be passionate about maximizing your tax dollars and the effect they can have on society. Not friggin' having a giant trillions of dollars slush fund for bureaucrats to waste. What does it matter with you people? You don't want more government. You want government to do what you want it to do. Squeeze them until they cry. And then they may accomplish the purpose you want. On a different note, we've got the one thing happy couples do every day to keep their relationship strong. It turns out that hugs and touching go a really long way in a romantic relationship. John Hopkins University finds when touch is wanted, it basically communicates to the other person, I'm on your side. Experts say that by being more mindful about when and how we touch our significant others gives our relationship a quick and easy boost. You know, that's that's interesting. That makes an argument for why I hate huggers um, who I have no relationship to and aren't on my side. Because I think it does mean something. And uh, and for the people in my family and stuff like that, yeah, huge, big deal. We're all on the same side. We're part of the same clan. That's why I hate the person who's trying to sell me something, hugging me as if we're part of a team. It right. drives me crazy. No, no, no. It's so we're, presumptuous. Y- yeah, you and I are not yeah. part of any team. If anything, we're adversaries. So quit trying to pretend like we are. Uh, ah, it me out. It's why I've always been so annoyed by the term Facebook friends. You're taking oh, something yeah. sacred and making it yeah. profane. But... I take everything too seriously. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, it was it's a, kind of what I do. It was a tough day on the it's ice. It's my thing. <laughs> it was a tough day on the ice for Team USA. The women's hockey team losing two to one. Don't let them come back home. Boo! Losing two to one to four-time defending Olympic champion Canada. How long will we put up with this Canadian uh, obnoxiousness? Now, so four-time aggression. champion, this aggression will not stand. <laughs> Four-time, uh, four-time gold medalist Canada, and they beat us just two to one. That's pretty cool. That men's team opened their preliminary round play by blowing a two to nothing third period lead, losing three to two in overtime to Slovenia. Slovenia? How do we lose to Slovenia? How long will we put up with these Slovenian aggressions? <laughs> boy, if if I, if I was not allowed to access a map and you told me to get to Slovenia, oh boy, it could take me quite a while to get there. Let's see, Inia sounds like Europe. <laughs> uh. God, I hope it's not Africa. (laughs) All right, all right. It is time. It is time today now for Positive Sean's Olympic Medal Meltdown. Sean? That's right. So this is based off if you were to melt down the medals and then what would their actual value of the minerals be worth? Uh, And I ranked them thusly. Germany sitting atop with $5,847 worth of winnings. Norway. Hot on their tail, five thousand seven hundred sixteen dollars. Only uh, less than a hundred dollars difference, or a little bit more than a hundred dollars difference yeah. there. The Netherlands, the Dutch in third place, four thousand four hundred ninety-two dollars. You have Canada, three thousand nine hundred twenty-two, and the U.S. of A. in fifth place, still mired in fifth, three thousand two hundred twelve. And Marshall, yes. your heritage land, Finland, yes, has a, a, a shocking ten dollars and fifty cents worth of medals. Oh, All boy. right, Finland. 
Wow. $10 worth. Wow. A hat trick of bronzes well, for I you. I gotta tell you. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. The C of an N. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. Oh, yeah. Right. The C of an N sounds dirty. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> something we shouldn't say. <laughs> Definitely shouldn't say a lot. The petering out is coming up in just a minute. May you live in interesting times. Yeah. A Chinese curse. I hope we're not doing this show again for a while. Good Lord. But they're claiming everybody's using the, the, the stat, even Fox News, there have been 18 school shootings this year. It's only February. Um, most of them, obviously, on a much smaller scale. Or we're just a gun on campus, not gun no. incidents. I don't know. They're trying to make the headline as exciting as possible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they actually got out of the way to make it as bad as possible. It's bad enough without going out of your way to make it as bad as possible. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty, right. the conscience yes. of the nation. As you said seconds ago. <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty Show. around the Twitter last night, came across a tweet from old Vince. You remember Vince? Of course, Vince Sanity. Awesome Vince. He tweeted recently, restaurants should serve you based on how hungry you are. Like, if you're hungry AF, you get right to the front of the line. I agree. Triage. It's like the emergency room. If you're a table full of people, none of you are particularly hungry. You're enjoying each other's conversation. You haven't seen each other in a while. I'm going to go serve that guy over there because he's starving. Right, yeah. <laughs> Even though you got here first. Here's here's some bread. Much on this. You know, it's funny. I was just reading that uh, restaurants hate Valentine's Day because even though they're full, they turn tables way slower because every couple wants to make it an event. So they linger over everything. We lost to the Slovenians in ice hockey because Slovenians ice hockey to work every day. Wow. That's really interesting. You know, I, t- I was in the lunchroom. I was watching the 15,000 meter, the 10,000 meter speed skating in which these guys meander around the ice with their hands behind their back. And they look like they're commuting to work in Katie Couric's Amsterdam. Right. And then the last uh, lap, they're exhausted. They turn it on best as they can and, you know, actually race a little bit. But that looks like the sport for me. You just kind of meander for a while. Then somebody rings a bell and you, oh, okay, you skate fast. The importance of hugging. Somebody, uh, a woman, texted, every time I hug my husband, he thinks I want sex, so I, I'm kind of careful. Yeah, you got to work that out. I'm going to hug you. I'm not interested in sex. Just a, we're in this together. Then what's the point? Then what are we doing here? <laughs> There's something on TV. Wow. Again, <laughs> counseling perhaps would be helpful. Ah, uh, boy. We got lots of these texts. I graduated high school in 1989 in uh, Northern California. Kids went hunting on their way home from school, so everybody had a gun rack with guns in the high school parking lot. Mm-hmm. Even in California. Sure. I didn't know that because I grew up in the Midwest. I thought maybe it was a Midwest thing, but nope. I'm going to ask my family members about that. Do, when they were in high school, do they remember you know hunting rifles, gun racks, things like that in, in their friends' cars, or if they even had them? Kind of unrelated to this awfulness. Is uh, you can't even imagine that today, right? The uh, high school kids with guns in their cars in the parking lot, and everybody knows it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that's a major change in society in a short period of time. These are people in their 50s that are texting us. Yeah. It's not like it's the 1800s. Well, it's. And we were fur trappers. And it's deeper than that. Uh, There's a piece of internet wisdom that makes the rounds every so often. Uh, I've seen 30 times where they give a couple of examples, including that, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy has a gun in the rack in his pickup truck in 19, you know, 68. What happens is. Uh, the teacher goes out and says, oh, that's a nice rifle. What is it? And they look at it, and they talk about rifle uh, team, and then everybody goes about their business. 2018, the SWAT team responds, blah, blah, everybody goes crazy. The TV Joe, news is in the parking lot. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, 19, whatever it is, Joe and Tom uh, get into a scrape. They throw a few punches. Um, 1975, uh, the principal says, what was this all about? Listen, the two of you are acting like idiots. I want you to shake hands and, and part, and you do. 2018, the police are called, cuffs are put on everybody, the counselors, blah, 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 the school's shut down, blah, 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 blah. We have this weird, I don't know, we're, we're underreacting to the wrong things and overreacting to the wrong things. It's just, I don't know, I don't know, it's tough to, tough to pin down. It's a complex stew of crazy that affects affluent modern societies. Pretty quick change on that one, too. This is, oh, yeah. you know, that text was... San Diego County in the 80s, they had guns in their pickup trucks. Here's somebody in the, also in the 80s in Davis, California, where they had guns in their trucks. The People's Republic of Davis. And now, yeah, the, the city would shut down. Yeah. They'd shut down all the schools for at least that day because of the same thing. Pretty interesting. Locked down the pet tarot card readers and the... Cat psychologists and the chakra consultants and the chi, Tai Chi and Chai Tea dealers of Davis. Tai Chi and Chai Tea. That's right. I've got my new business venture. <laughs> I went to C's Candy yesterday to get my wife the heart-shaped box of nuts and chews, which she really likes. Mm. What and, brand uh, of nuts? Is it my favorite brand? I'm not. D's? Uh, are you happy with yourself? <laughs> but so to, to get that, passes the time. To get the heart-shaped box, it's 13 ounces for $24. If you get a square box, it's $20 for 16 ounces. <laughs> so you get more for $4 less if you get the square box instead of the heart-shaped box. I paid for the heart-shaped box. My wife gave me the go-ahead in future years to go ahead and get the square box and get more candy. That's a good woman. Yeah, that's just good thinking right there. Heart-shaped cardboard box doesn't mean that much to her, apparently. <laughs> And now, Sleeve Boy presents Final Thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. You know, if you are moved by cardboard in the shape of a heart somehow, I suppose that is kind of down the scale of being an evolved beast. It's the thought. (laughs) Here's your host, Joe Getty. So many Oh, that's right. That's a little early. Let's get a final thought from everybody. A positive show on your final thought. Yeah, I'd just like to echo the sentiments uh, shared earlier on the show that the the football coach who sacrificed himself saving the students, that is the picture we should be seeing on news coverage all day today. That that picture. Yes, please. Not the stupid angry coward. Michelangelo, final thought? I got some for you guys. Here we go. Armstrong and Getty. It's Fabu, not Taboo. Armstrong and Getty. Oh. A conscience equal to your chiropractor. What? what? 
Oh, Armstrong and Getty. Okay. It's free oh, more. and it shows. <laughs> All right. I like that one. Make it stop. It's Marshall done. Phillips, final thought. Well, I got to go out and get some more old timey quarters so my Valentine and I can finish off our scratchers. You see, you have to use a different quarter for each scratcher. And we ran through the old timey quarters that I had at home. Who says chivalry is dead? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> do you run from evil spirits during thunderstorms? Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? You know, I had a poignant statistic about school shootings, but who wants that right now? I'm, you know, that's probably enough. Um, could you put all your rules for scratchers like into one piece and we can post it on the website sure use a different coin do yeah. different days i think that's all very important to other people out there yeah enhance our listeners chances of winning that very would be good. a public service <laughs> <I'd be glad laughs> my final thought can wait till tomorrow yeah yeah i hear you i have so many thoughts armstrong and getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work we'd love to hear from you armstrong and getty radio.com drop us an email let us know what you think all this see you tomorrow god bless america This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity. And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye bye. It is not enough to simply take actions that make us feel like we are making a difference. We must actually make that difference. Armstrong and Getty, it's free and it shows. The holidays may be.